Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by top London radio DJ and certified Japanophile, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, how are you doing? Hello, darling. You've got that down pat, uh, the whole certified Japanophile. Do you kind of wake up in the morning, like, chanting it? Because、uh, I have a real problem with my memory and I can never remember, like, whole sentences. Whenever I've got to like, present a camera, I, I find it very hard to get information in and get it out again. But you just seem to effortlessly remember that phrase every time. Effortless. Well, I've done it like <laughs> 550, one, 100 times now.、Yeah. I'm not even sure how many times I've done it. That's wild, isn't 100 it? 100 at least.、Yeah. So if I couldn't do it after 100 times, then I think it'd be time to retire and hang、Give、up my up. podcast hat. But exactly. But yeah. Um, yeah, no, I enjoy doing it. I actually. It's funny you should bring that up. Just earlier on today, I was thinking, shall I mix it up? Shall I change it going forward into 2020? Shall I change the intro to the <gasps> podcast? Don't you、But、dare. I don't know. Don't、it、you dare, be... you pig. I don't think I should do that. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll keep it. People love it. Yeah, probably. d o n t k n o w Down straight. Anyway, how have you been? Good. I mean, I, first things first, I really have to apologise for uh, uh, a rather、um, a r a t h e r heinous, heinous? heinous、um, uh, technical error last week. A couple of you. Uh, early adopters, the sort of people who download the podcast, or, or indeed their phones download the podcast earlier than everyone else. You may have got、um, a little Easter egg, a little extra、um, 30 second passage of me and Chris、uh, battling with a dodgy internet connection trying to reconnect the podcast last week. So、uh, I, yeah, thought we'd, we,、um... I thought we'd started a new file、uh, when I sent it over to、uh, producer Katie, but、uh, we hadn't. So there we go. <laughs> Basically, we, we recorded the opening minute of the podcast,、mm. then the internet somewhere died. And you, if you listen to the podcast, it's just me going, Pete, Pete, <laughs> Roy, Pete, Pete. And that's literally the, the opening to the podcast that was left in. Yeah. So you got、oh, a little Easter egg bonus. It, it was, is basically a collector's edition, if you got it. Yeah. Because I don't think many people actually heard it. So well、yeah. done if you did hear it. It was more you just going, fucking internet, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Just swearing in silence. Yeah, never mind.、Oh, swearing Sorry about quietly that, Chris. In my room. Exposed your anger at the internet. <laughs> you <laughs> know what, honest... though? We do this podcast、uh, opposing ends of the world,、yeah. and somehow we've been able to pull it off in a way that、uh, <laughs> I don't、times. know many other people that can pull off a podcast like that, doing it like this. So I think we've had a good run、oh. until now. And we've had <laughs> remarkably few technical errors over the last year or two of doing this. So. We can let it go yeah, it's, once it's, or twice a it's, year. It's even, it's even more remarkably,、uh, remarkable that I'm the one who is putting together the edit most times. So, yeah, amazing. 
<laughs> it is remarkably remarkable. And and also oh, like man. I think I but, think the situation is that like obviously YouTube uh is obviously your major um your main kind of uh, interface with the universe. And obviously you're very familiar with YouTube and, and it's the idiosyncrasies of YouTube are the algorithms and stuff like that. But there's never a problem with actually uploading um, footage. There's never a problem kind of uploading and getting that stuff out. Podcasts, it's a little bit more like black magic. You know, RSS feeds and what iTunes chooses to promote is so much more opaque, much so much mm. more oblique. So, um, so Chris having to sort of deal with this slightly antiquated kind of Windows 95 uh, genre. I, I, I respect his patience every time uh, we have to deal with something technical. <laughs> Windows 95 genre. It is, yeah. It's, it's like <laughs> Windows 95, dealing with podcasts. Releasing podcasts is frequently like Windows 95. <laughs> and I'm glad that I don't have to do anything to do with it other than present it and promote yeah, it. Exactly. It's nice to let you take care of it. Beautiful. <laughs> I... Uh, did put out a video the other day though. I'm I've been trying to um I don't know if you know I've got a second channel. Yeah. Do you know I've got a second secret channel? Stories. No, it's even more secret. What? How do you know that? That's a top secret Is that channel. A top secret That's channel? like a real secret oh, channel. Oh no! Yeah. How did I find Exposed. that? Exposed. I'm such a I'm such an aficionado. Stories. <laughs> I'm such an aficionado, yeah. Chris. That was. But I've got a less secret channel than that. Um, do you know what it's? Do you know it? I, do I you don't. Know I don't know what it's called. Oh shit! It's called uh, a broad perspective. Oh, it's clever that! Another pun, Chris Broad. <laughs> abroad, lots of puns. I um, basically because abroad in Japan is such this massive monster now. Yeah. Well, I've created an empire. Uh, abroad in Japan, it has to be about a Japan really. Like I can't do anything else. Uh, so I wanted to make a channel where I could just do whatever I wanted without the pressure of the algorithm. Yeah. Which you mentioned a minute ago. And just make whatever I want without worrying about view counts mm. and things like that. So I've got a broad perspective. And I've just been uploading random videos to it, like me sitting alone in a traditional Japanese hotel room, just whinging about making a futon. Yeah. Um, it's got about 80,000 subscribers. And uh, I've started it years ago, but I've never done anything with it. And recently I decided to relaunch it uh, just because... The videos I make take like four or five days to produce right on yeah. in Japan. And often I feel like I've lost that sense of spontaneity yeah. that I used to love and enjoy so much. And so on this channel, I can make a video of me sitting in a room alone complaining in a traditional Japanese hotel room. Or today, I made a video about my bookshelf, what's on my weird bookshelf, a mixture of items that include a Vladimir Putin calendar and a book about girls' rooms in Japan. So go and check that out, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. A broad perspective. Putin is shooting a gun on the front of the calendar, which I'm enjoying immensely. Yeah, um, you, you get very... Um, you, you feel like your main channel has to be like this. these videos that are like these gargantuan kind of production numbers, and anything less, you feel like it shouldn't be on your main channel. I disagree with that, Chris, mm. but we, we, we've been well, through think... this before. <laughs> It's more a case of like consistency, isn't it? If you click on a Broad Japan video, you know it's going to have decent production quality. Mm. Obviously, it's going to be about Japan. So I, I always just wanted to make a Broad Japan the number one kind of resource for people that want to learn about life in Japan or traveling Japan. Yeah. Uh, and so if I want to deviate from that formula, I feel like it's best to actually just start out on another channel and experiment a little bit. And some of the ideas that I have there, I can take forward onto abroad in Japan. But I don't see it as being like a channel that's less good. You know, it's just different topics. So if I go to London or Taiwan or anywhere on a holiday, I can film it. Because right now, if I go to London, I can't really put a video 
on the Abroad Japan channel because it's not Japan. Yeah. Wouldn't work, would it? Well, uh, I'm looking at the Abroad Perspective uh, YouTube channel. Can you hear this? Can you hear my mouse? Oh, hang on. I can... I, no, I can't hear your mouse. Hang on. Is, this, is this you, like, verifying, proving this that you're me, this is me subscribing, on YouTube? Look, the sound of a clicking mouse. Listen. There you go. Subscribed. <laughs> Subscription Perfect. added. And uh, get the bell notification. That's 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 important. <laughs> oh, is that what you... Oh, is that what, bell. Oh, if you click the bell, does that give you... Um, does that make sure that you get told? That Basically get notified, yeah. Ah, I see. My, uh, my little... So if you're, uh, my little Japan video's got 25,000 views now, so 2.93 subscribers. It? I mean, oh, that's <laughs> it's not too bad, I suppose. <laughs> what a load of nonsense. What a load of nonsense. Well, well congratulations I, uh... for uh, re-upping your, uh, your, your, classic, your classic video page that no one seems to know about. <laughs> yeah, and if you're listening to this and wondering what the channel's called, again, Broad Perspective, go and check it out. I'm going to be posting there weekly, random stuff. I mm. don't know what's coming up next. Actually, I do know what's coming up next. I found um, a mini retro Pac-Man arcade game. It's really quite small. All right. And it costs like 4,000 yen. It's really quite cool. I haven't opened it yet. I don't want to open it until the video. And then the other day, I found a like really tiny Pac-Man arcade retro game that's like one-tenth the size of the mini Pac-Man retro thing. So I'm going to do a comparison between the two ridiculously small arcade uh, like arcade machines cool. that look like they were designed for the Smurfs. And uh, I think it's right up your street. Sort of thing you'd like, Pete, with your retro games. Yeah. Your love of retro games. I'm more of a... Uh, who's that fella? There was a rapper who um, released a load of really poor um, sort of Nintendo rip-off um, kind of uh, emulator um, like a little emulator what? sort of game, like Soldier Boy. Uh, he he uh, he released like a load of like knockoff Soldier Chinese um, kind of PS Vita, Neo Geo kind of emulation uh, little 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 Game Boy sort of systems, um, and they weren't very good. They were just rebadged versions of like stuff you'd get on. Um, I'm trying to think what the websites are like. What what the websites like um, in China? Well, I'm trying to think Chinese of one. the trying to think of that song Soldier Boy. Did what was yeah. that? A really annoying song, like 10, 15 years ago. Soldier Boy. Yeah, it was Superman. It was just not. Remember? They just do the Soldier Boy, isn't it? Soldier Boy. Probably rubbish. Oh yeah, yeah. If his emulator is anything like that song, I don't think the the standard of the quality is going to be overly good. No, I wouldn't trust Soldier Boy to pick out a decent processor. Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, Soldier Boy aside, and while we're on the subject of video games, actually, Nintendo. You like Nintendo, don't you, Pete? Nintendo. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, recently I'm a recent convert. A recent convert. A recent convert. Yeah, I've, I, I never, I've never owned a Nintendo device before. <sighs> before. Actually, I, I tell a lie. I'd bought a Game Boy from uh, from um, Harajuku, not Harajuku. Um, Wherever the wherever the Akihabara, Akihabara. Uh, I bought uh, I bought one from Super Potato for like ten quid or something, um, and that was my only Nintendo device about three years ago, um, and now I've got a Nintendo Switch and I'm very happy with it. Good man. I uh, <laughs> every time I go in Super Potato, which if you're listening, ladies and gentlemen, is the best retro like game shop in Akihabara for my Ooh, money. People, um, people yeah, disagree. Game Boys. Oh, <laughs> no! Don't give me your annoying. Nonsense about that shop you keep going on about. <laughs> what was it called? The one you like? Oh, uh, well, I don't know. There's a there's a few different ones, but um, Super Potato in Akihabara is kind of it's obviously very well known. So people have just absolutely rinsed it of anything interesting. You just don't see, you know, you don't see as many 
SNES disc systems anymore. Famicom uh, um, disc systems anymore, which is a bit upsetting. <laughs> a lot of PC engine and, stuff. And uh, the prices, the oh, prices are a little bit extortionate. Yeah. You say you bought a Game Boy for ten quid. When I was in there, it was like fifty, sixty pounds. Although it mm. does vary greatly depending on the quality of it, because some yeah. of them are like stained yellow because <laughs> they've been out Fags. for thirty years and they look horrible. <laughs> And uh, yeah, covered in cigarette ash. And then there's some really pristine ones that look like they came off the production line last Tuesday. Yeah. Um, so like the price of it depends on the quality of it and how well it's been maintained. But yeah, I've always thought about going in there and getting one for like Christmas. I uh, whenever I go back to Christmas, whenever whenever I go back to the UK over Christmas, I feel like just grabbing five of them, flying over them, putting them in people's stockings, and then I realise that. Would be something I would do if I had lots of friends. But I don't. So I don't <laughs> oh, do Christopher. Oh, never mind. And I'm basically the Grinch, and <laughs> I don't think I'd ever spend considerable sums of money on friends. But anyway, going back to Nintendo, they've opened the first ever dedicated shop in Japan. It's in Shibuya. Um, Shibuya's had a lot of new buildings go up recently, mm. and it seems to be buzzing at the moment. There's a whole new skyscraper where Google and YouTube is based, and it's this huge skyscraper lingering over Shibuya Station with some of the best views in Tokyo. Yeah. Uh, check it out if you want to go and get a good view of Tokyo. But, yeah, Nintendo's opened this shop. It's got lots of exclusive kind of products and merchandise. Uh, and as you'd expect, this is uh, the thing that stood out to me the most on the story was just the sheer length of the queue. People yeah. went there. Uh, it opened at 10am in the morning. People queued up at 9am. And even though they got there at 9am, there was still already a two-hour queue. So people have been turning up ridiculously <laughs> early Lord. to go to this shop. I know, right? It's just a bit... I, the, uh, the I mean, thing that gets me is like the, the, the pictures of the people sort of queuing up. Like, it's raining, it's cold. They don't seem to be anywhere near the um, the skyscraper. And it looks like they've had to go up a lot of stairs to, uh, to get into the actual shop itself. I mean... The thing with like these shops where people queue up outside, do you sort of think, is there anything like new? Is there anything mm. kind of that you could can't get anywhere else? It just always seems to be the same sort of thing. Well, I did. I did read that um, a lot of the stuff in there is unique to Japan, right? Like, um, like Mario merchandise mm. and Legend of Zelda merchandise, Animal Crossing, Pokemon, Splatoon, whatever that is, mm. Kirby's, lots of Kirby's everywhere, a staggering amount of Kirby's. Um, admittedly. It's not really up my street. I'm not. I'm never really into buying merchandise about video games. I went into the Pokemon store recently. A friend uh, came to visit, and he insisted on going to the Pokemon store. We went all the way across Tokyo. We got in there. We were there like five minutes. He bought like a Mewtwo doll or something, a doll of Mewtwo, and then that was it. We left, and it was like, oh, <laughs> was it really worth? Can we just got it off Amazon? But um, I don't know, I suspect it's um, more just the atmosphere. You know, it does look like quite a cool shop. And if you're a Nintendo fan, I think there's no way you can miss it, really. Will no. you be going there on your next trip to Japan? Well, if there's not a queue, I'd, heck, I mean, I'm very British. So <laughs> I'll queue for certain things, but I won't queue for a Nintendo store. I'm not a big... I mean, probably people regard me as being a bit of a weebo kind of um, game video, video game obsessive, but I'm, I never wear. You definitely are. I never yeah. wear, like, new kind of Nintendo kind of shirts or anything like that. I'm very much a... Um, Spectrum era arcade machine kind of t-shirt wearer. <laughs> slight, slight difference. Spectrum slight, arcade. Slight difference. <laughs> yeah, well, I won't be going anytime soon because the queues are probably going to be there for a very long yeah. time. I tend to find when these places open, like you just can't get in. You just have to accept that unless you're going to queue for two hours, you might as well just wait a happen, year. Yeah. Like there was a, there was some sort of when in Sendai there was some sort of um, Hawaiian restaurant called Eggs and Things specialising in egg-based foods and egg-based dishes. Yeah. 
completely underwhelming. But the queue there was like an hour every time I walked past it <laughs> down like uh, the high street in Sendai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went in there, it was rubbish. Rubbish. <laughs> it's like an omelette. <laughs> like a poorly made omelette. It's a poorly made omelette. Defamation against eggs and things. But like, you know, people queue for just so long here and I don't understand why. I don't queue for anything more, you know, if it's more than two minutes long, mm. it's not, I'm not going. No. I'm not going in. <laughs> it's not happening. Ever. <laughs> But there you go. If you're into Nintendo, ladies and gentlemen, do check out Nintendo Tokyo, Shibuya. Go and get your stuff. Um, The second news article of the week uh, revolves around young Japanese men who say, (laughs) I found a study, young Japanese men say paying for dates is the hardest part of life as a guy. What's the most, what's the hardest part of life as a guy for you, Mr. Donaldson? Um, Oh, I'm trying to think now. It must be uh, getting up in the morning and my knees aching. Hangovers? <laughs> no, it's not hangovers at all. Uh, my knees nice. aching. That's 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 the hardest thing of my life. My my football knees ravaged aching. knees. My knees hurting all the time. Oh, <laughs> bless him, Pete. Well, for Japanese men aged between twenty to thirty-nine, apparently the thing that made life hardest for them was being expected to pay for the majority of dates and also to be responsible for planning them. Mm. Uh, weird thing to have the top of your list. Uh, <laughs> I would have thought just the working conditions of most Japanese people would mm. like be far more prominent. Um, what do you make of that? Well, yeah, I think... Um, but, but I think you've spoken about this before. People don't want to get into relationships because it's expensive to raise a family. But even getting through the door... It sounds like uh, that, that's quite expensive as well. And I imagine internet dating has kind of meant that people are going out on more dates than ever before. Um, so, yeah, it probably is getting quite pricey. So if you go on two dates a week, that's you laying it on pretty thick. You know, you're not, you, it, as a man um, oh. or even as a woman, uh, you don't want to be seen as a bit of a skinflint. So you want to be showing people a good time. And that, I imagine, is quite expensive, especially in Japan yeah, where not- like, food and booze is quite uh, pricey at times. Well, I'm not being funny, but who goes on two dates a week? Well, I, don't know. I mean, maybe my, people do. I don't do that well. <laughs> do you go on two dates a week? No, like, but you have a situation that's... where, like, people. I'm sure there's a lot of people listening who probably go in in a purple patch would probably go through um, two or three dates a week. You're just you know, seeing what's going on. People, have it, people, um, it's, it's a not very English thing to sort of go on dates anywhere. But um, I imagine on the American side of things, I mean, people find it quite, and not just like date mm. dates, but like coffee dates, lunch dates. All the dates, all the time. Dates are expensive. Fruit is expensive in uh, in Japan. <laughs> I think it's not just the fact that they were like the, there's a lot of stress around paying for yeah. it. The planning, planning a date. Is it really that difficult to plan a date? Like McDonald's doesn't take a great deal of planning. <laughs> Don't does it? take Walk people in, to McDonald's. Get the big back, job done, <laughs> sorted. You've got to be creative, and you've got to be. Um, it doesn't have to cost a lot, but you just go to a park and you know prepare a little pi- picnic. Get get some stuff from Seven Eleven. Lovely old job. But yeah, no, uh, yeah, I imagine it is quite stressful if you're going on a few dates a week. But maybe these guys are just, you know, really pushing the boat out and going somewhere really expensive. But why that's the major stress for everyone, I don't know. It's a very, very love focused society, yeah. Japan, isn't it? I think that, well, there's a lot of stress. You, you know, when you meet someone in their 20s, top of their list is usually like trying to find someone to settle down with because a lot of pressure, isn't yeah. there? Yeah. Um, I forgot the exact phrase um, that if you're 28, if you're a Japanese girl who's over 26 or something and you're still single, you're seen as rotten fruit, which is a terrible oh like, metaphor, a terrible comparison. Mm. So there's a real sense of pressure. Mm. So I can see why 
people on both sides, men and women, are really kind of stressed out by it. Mm. But for people over 40, 40s and 50s, their main concern uh, is actually just the expectation to keep working full-time until retirement age as a say-shine. Oh. Do you know what a say-shine is? No, I don't. Say-shine. 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 Mm. Best way to remember it, it's like sunshine, but not. And, uh, basically, it's a regular company employee. You may be familiar with um, Japanese salary men, how they have the kind of job for life, right? That status yeah. where you get a job at a company, you're there until you retire, basically. Your whole 40-year career is in one company, one place. And um, as long as you don't rock the boat, you're secure. You get nice stability. You enjoy permanent employment status. You don't normally lose your job. Mm. Um, but at the same time, you've got to really always be there on time. You can't have a good work-life balance. You don't get much free time. Yeah. You have to always go out drinking late until the evenings and drink with your bosses and stuff like that. So uh, you can't actually really enjoy yourself until your retirement age to some extent. Right. So swings and roundabouts, really. Job security, but no free time as a result. Yeah, a lot of obligation. What do you make of that? A lot of uh, obligation, exactly. I imagine. Yeah, it's not it's not a job anyone really gets into, especially because nowadays, presumably even with these uh, Sershan uh, regular company employees, companies can go out of business all of the time. Like especially in a in a mm. rapidly fluctuating uh, financial situation that Japan has. I mean, companies go out out of business all the time. So I imagine that is becoming less and less. They have sort of. Uh, immunize themselves from, from from this by having that overemployment sort of situation. But yeah, I, I I can't imagine in twenty years time there'll be many of these people still around who who think that they're going to be employed for the next forty years. It seems crazy. It is crazy. There's no like sense of um, what do you call it social mobility. Mm. But back in the um, back in the nineties when the economic bubble burst in Japan around nineteen ninety two. Uh, unemployment rates skyrocketed for the first time in like 30 years and lots of people lost that kind of job security and their whole life went down the path yeah. and actually the uh, the suicide rate went really kind of, kind of high like went through the roof mm. in the late 90s early 2000s so yeah it's i can understand it must be a, a terrible thing but um yeah it's a strong reminder different priorities different times of life i, sp- I wonder what the kind of the hardest thing in life would be as a guy in their twenties or thirties, in the UK or in like a in the US, you know, what would our hardest thing be? I can't even think of mine. Vending machines. I imagine we're <laughs> vending machines. I, I I don't think and not being able to say cold brew coffee out loud. Cold brew properly coffee, yes. in Japanese, of course. <laughs> I I thought um I think I was asking. Did I ask you? I thought I thought cold brew coffee was um you could have it hot, but you can't. I, I, I probably spoke about this yesterday, uh, last week, but I'm still reeling from the fact I thought cold brew coffee, you could still have it hot, but it was just brewed cold. I, uh, it's, just, uh, it's just confusing. Why can't we have hot cold that's, brew coffee? That... First world problems, Pete. Massively. Why can't we have Hugely, baby. <laughs> Wouldn't that just be coffee that's made at a really slow rate, basically? Yeah, exactly. Obscenely yeah, slowly. I that was the situation. Well, there's nothing... Stopping you from getting some cold brew coffee and Hitting sticking it, it in the microwave yeah. for 30 seconds. Job done. No, it's in the inside of my Probably microwave. It's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. Disgraceful. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
Alright, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. We now turn our attention to the grand fax machine. What have we got this week, Mr. Donaldson? It's time for the fax machine. Uh, my name is David from Toronto, Canada. Just visited. Lovely old job. Uh, I was listening to a podcast about the top hidden places in Tokyo, and I wanted to ask a fun question. What are some of the best hiding spots in Tokyo? <laughs> no rural areas. Best hiding spots in Tokyo. Yeah, where would you hide if you were running from either uh, A, the police, uh, B, a crazy ex-girlfriend, uh, or, or three, an ultimate game of uh, hide-and-seek? Just hiding from all of the people. Um, thank you for the podcast, David. All of what, the people. What an interesting uh, setup. I mean, I'm trying. I to wonder think. what David's current situation is <laughs> to conjure up this question. <laughs> <laughs> He's on the run. What's going on in your life, David? Yeah. To uh, bring this. He's up. a new John McAfee. I don't know actually. <laughs> <laughs> Where is he now? South oh, America. I don't know. He's all over there. He's quite mad, isn't he? He's all over yeah. the place. Good old John McAfee. Um, the first one. Where would you hide if you were running from the police? Somewhere you can live properly. And not get caught by any snitches. Mm. Any ideas? The sewer, like the Ninja Turtles. I'd be down, down, get down, get past one of those little um, beautiful, ornate, unique painted um, manhole covers. Get down there and hang out with the Ninja Turtles for for a few days. That's exactly what would happen <laughs> if you went into the Tokyo in the Tokyo sewer system. Actually, Tokyo has the biggest sewer system in the world. Have you seen photos of it? Oh no! How big the storm drains are. Oh cool! I might it's have a look at that. It's insane. Go and Google it. Mm. Uh, Tokyo storm drain. Um, it's way your Google history will never be the same after that search. <laughs> but uh, it's insane. It's like uh, the size of a football stadium. Like imagine someone took Wembley Football Stadium, mm. put it underground, and that's how big it is. It's absolutely huge, and they do tours of it because it's so damn impressive. Yeah. And it's often not used that. It's not used that often, to be honest. But uh, yeah, I'd go down there. Yeah, video it's a huge space. Film a video in the in the in the sewer. Being really exciting. Absolutely. Get down there. I don't know. Is it a good place to hide though? I suppose given all the tours. Yeah. I think you might get spotted. Pretty. Yeah, Look, it might not be so good. Video- but I'll, I'm going to put that down as my answer. Yeah, in, in the, the in the Yakuza one, video anyway. game, God Majima spends a lot of the time coming out of sewage um, <laughs> sewers. So uh, I'm I'm very much of his uh, ilk, and I think I'd enjoy my time in the sewer. <laughs> Sorted. Yeah. Well, where would you hide if you were running from a crazy ex-girlfriend who knows you well personally? Oh, bookshop, different location <laughs> in Tokyo. A bookshop. 
<laughs> I'm not well read, Chris. Why a bookshop? Uh, I don't know, just a bookshop or... Well, uh... no, my bookshelf consists mainly of Vladimir Putin calendars. Well, so look, I don't really... Got to keep them somewhere. <laughs> Where would you hide if a... And some of the, some of the bookshops, you know, Japan... Because Japan... Um, it's still very much a print-based society. They don't like do digital here. Yeah. There's a reason, like CDs and books, still sell so spectacularly well here. Um, the bookshops here are for, like incredible, mm. bigger than like the National Library in London. They're bloody huge and uh, easy to get lost in. So yeah, all right, that'll do. Yeah. Crazy ex-girlfriend hide in a massive bookshop in Tokyo. And the third one, uh, which is simply, where would you hide if you were running from an ultimate game of hide and seek, hiding from all people? All people uh, just get what? just get a capsule hotel a little capsule climb inside and then just put right. like cardboard up cardboard up with in Japanese uh, out of order and just hide in your little capsule out of order. yeah just... under what circumstances would a capsule hotel a, a capsule in a capsule hotel not be in order well maybe someone pooed their pants <laughs> left their pants oh, man did a dirty protest Brilliant. that All would right. that would uh, very much. Uh, incapacitate many a, 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 a capsule if somebody did a dirty protest in there. So there you go, David. There's there three go. quite disturbing answers to your hide and seek question. <laughs> um, next one we've got is from Adam. Um, now, last week, I think it was last week, we talked about staying in Hakone. We had a question about staying in the onsen resort town of Hakone, which is uh, just about what, 20, 30 miles outside of Mount Fuji, mm. kind of in between Tokyo and Nagoya. It's a very popular destination. And this week we've got a message from someone who went to Hakone. Mm. Uh, Adam, he says, Hi Chris and Pete, I went to Oakaduni... I can't, I can't pronounce that, that was awful. I went to Oakaduni... I, <laughs> I, I love it. Oakudani. Oakudani. <laughs> God damn it. Oakudani <laughs> Volcano in, ha- in Hakone. Mm. Uh, if you go into the shops up there, they sell... All kinds of charcoal products. Ooh. Yeah, charcoal. Uh, you can get black ice cream on hot days, which admittedly is just vanilla ice cream. Uh, but you can also get black eggs, which are said to give you seven <laughs> no. years of extra life. Seven black years. Black no eggs. Um, black eggs, <laughs> seven years of extra life. Whether that's a one-off thing or they have found the recipe for immortality, only time will tell, as I had five. Much love, Adam. <laughs> Adam, that's wow. fantastic. Black eggs. Disgusting. Have you ever... Well, have you ever had an onsen tamago, like uh, onsen hot spring egg? No, what's that? What, did you just boil the eggs in the, in well, the hot spring? Yeah, yeah, that's right. They basically just get an egg and uh, stick it in a hot spring for like a few minutes. And often the hot springs are, you know, well over 100 degrees Celsius. Yeah. They're bubbling like crazy. So you put it in for like 20, 30 seconds, <laughs> it comes out boiled. And <laughs> they say that it gives it some kind of health benefits because it's enriched with the minerals of the hot spring, yeah. which I think is bollocks <laughs> yeah. because I don't see how the minerals of the hot spring could permeate the eggshell or the egg in general. Yeah, I mean, the eggshells um, egg are very much for that reason. That's why they, uh, they've they got exactly. a membrane for that exact reason. <laughs> so call me Mr. Cynical, but I'm not so sure a, a hot spring egg would have immortality health benefits, but I'm willing to give it a shot the next time. I roll around in Hakone, um, which is somewhere we should go because you've not been there properly, and I've only been there once when it was raining. Yeah. So let's do it. Egg let's get some uh, some black eggs. Job I'll done. just bring my own and put them in my pants. They'll never know I'm cooking them. Brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely horrific. Yeah. Uh, keep the stories, comments, questions <laughs> coming in to abroadinjapanpodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back same time next week, guys, to do it all over again. But for now, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, have yourself a great week and we'll be with you next Wednesday. 
Have a good one. Get yourself a charcoal coolish. Was a Stakhanov production. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.